Thank you, Jesus. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Can we do it? Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. Can you turn me down just a little bit, Brother Bobby? Thank you. Praise God. That's a lot better right there. All right. Y'all can hear me all right? All right. Awesome sauce. Amen. Praise God. I figure I used the lapel mic this morning because I kind of want to move around. <laughs> Amen. I don't want to be a stump. Amen. But instead, I'll just stump on her. No, I'm just teasing. Praise God. Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, I do have a message for us this morning. Hallelujah. It's kind of more of a, a teaching slash a Bible study type of message, but that's all right. Amen. Not only is it important to have the preached Word of God, but it's also important to have the teached, taught Word of God. Amen. Because if we just have straight out preaching, we ain't going to make it. We ain't going to make it. Because not only do we need to hear the Word, but we need to learn the Word. Praise God. And even though I've been in this thing all my life, I've been born and raised in this church, I've been here all my life, and I still learn the Word of God every day. That's what's amazing about this word. <laughs> Praise God. So this morning, and uh, I know I ain't going to finish, and I hope I don't, to be honest with you. Amen. But I do want to talk about the fruit of the Spirit. Is that all right? All right. So if we want to go to the book of Galatians, chapter 5, we're going to begin at verse number 22. Amen. Galatians, chapter 5. Verse number 22, as you're turning there, I just want to say it's good to see everybody. Love and appreciate you all. Amen. Give honor to Pastor and First Lady. Love you all so much. Thank you for having the confidence in me to bring forth the Word of God this morning. Hallelujah to God. Galatians chapter 5. We're going to begin at verse number 22. We're going to read through verse 26. All right. Listen to what Paul said. He said, but the fruit of the Spirit is love. Joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lust. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not be desirous of vainglory, provoking one another, even in one another. Hallelujah. So I don't have no fancy or unique title. We're just going to talk about the fruit of the Spirit this morning, all right? Amen. Let's lift our hands and let's ask God to help us this morning. Can we do it? Lord, I love you. I praise you. I glorify you. Lord, you're so kind. You're so true. You're so faithful. God, I pray, Lord, that you will bless this word. I pray, Lord, you will help us, Lord, to receive your word today. Help us to learn your word today. I pray, Lord, God, you will bless each and every one that's gathered here today. God, that your perfect will will be done. Lord, we love you, we praise you, and we glorify you. Lord, and I ask it and I proclaim it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you. You may be seated. If you don't mind, just keep your Bibles open with me this morning. Amen, because we're going to dig through the Word of God. All right, so get your shovel ready and let's dig. Amen. Tell your neighbor beside you and say, let's dig. Let's dig. All right. Praise God. I'm just taking my time. Amen. Praise God. So, uh, Brother Bobby, I got you some slides. I worked very hard on them, so you better show them. Amen. Praise God. 
All right, there we go, number one, amen. Now, I'm not going to be like a teacher, trust me. If, I, if anybody's going to be a teacher, that's Sister Lisa and Sister Margie, okay? Amen, but I, I don't even feel like I should be doing this, but this is just what the Lord laid on my heart, and uh, we're just going to kind of run through it, okay? Amen. So before I go further, though, I do want to go to verse 26. It's kind of not part of the message, but I just kind of wanted to give you a better understanding of what Paul said. And um, I did some reading and studying for myself, so this is what I got for me, okay? Amen. You may think different. That's perfectly fine, but this is just how I got it, okay? Amen. So the verse 26, it said, Let us not be desirous, uh, which means having or catcherized by desire. Uh, that'll be the next slide, Brother Bobby. Number two, it should be, or number three, one of the three, I don't know. Amen, praise God. We'll try number three. It should be on there. There we go. All right, try number four. Amen. There we go. Praise God. Amen. I should have done that just a little bit better, but that's all right. I'll get you a piece after service. Amen. So desirous, which means having or characterized by desire. So basically, Paul said, let us not desire vainglory. Okay? Amen. And then provoking, which means causing annoyance and irritating. And then the next slide and the next word, and forgive me if I don't pronounce it right, me and Matt Masson had a time with me yesterday. We had to go to Johnson City for a wedding, and I was kind of talking to her about this, and it took me ten times to try to say this word. And she was getting aggravated with me. No, she wasn't, praise God. But she kept helping me, but the word is evening. I hope it, did I say that right? I don't know. Somebody, y'all can say it? That works. Amen. Right. It means desire to have a quality, possession, or other desirable attribute belonging to someone else. So basically what Paul said, he said, let us not desire vainglory. Let's not annoy each other. Let's not irritate one another. Let us not desire somebody else's stuff. That's basically what Paul said, Okay. So I just wanted to give you a better understanding of that because even though the Word of God, there's stuff I still don't understand in this. And I've been in this all my life. And there's things I still don't understand about the Word of God. So it's good to be able to study it. That's what Paul told Timothy. He says, study to show thyself approved. And we're approving every day. We're approving every day. I'll tell you when we get our final approval. It's when he'll say, well done. Praise God. So we're going to go back to verse 22, and we're going to talk about love today, all right? Praise God. So the study reference I use, uh, it's a very well-known study Bible that Pastor and First Lady approves. It's called the Thompson Chain Reference Bible. And if you don't have one, you come see me, and I'll get you one, all right? Praise God. But there's a section in the back that's called Topics. That's what it's called. And I began to read back there, and there was actually a whole entire, about two pages about love. Praise God. And so when I read the scripture, when I read what Paul said, this is how I took it. This is how I read it. This is how I studied it. So we're going to dig deep into each of the nine fruits of the spirit that Paul talked about, okay? It's, so first one was love. So we're going to talk about God's love today. God's love. So we're going to go to the book of John chapter 13. We're going to begin at verse number one. It's in the New Testament. This chapter it's, it's about when Jesus was getting ready to wash the disciples' feet because Jesus was getting ready to get betrayed by Judas. He was getting ready to uh, be crucified. He was getting ready to die. And, uh, but we're not going to get into that this morning, but we do want to talk about this verse first. John chapter 13, verse number 1, God's love is unchangeable. 
This is what it says. Now, there before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour was come, that he should depart out of this world unto the Father, having loved his own which were in the world, he loved them until the end. So when I read that scripture, Chase, this is how I took it. The love of Jesus never changes. His love is still the same. And he will always love us to the end. No matter if we may leave him. But the Bible says he's married to the backslider. He said he will never leave us or forsake us, which means abandon. He'll never abandon us even though we may abandon him. But he'll never leave us because he said, I love you all the way. Even though we may fail into sin, he still loves us. We may make a mistake here and there, but he still loves us. That's amazing. That's a merciful God. That's the kind of God we serve this morning. Praise God. John chapter 15, verse number 9. This is when God's love is divine. D-I-V-I-N-E. Listen to what Jesus said. He said, as the Father have loved me, so have I loved you. Continue. Continue. Ye in my love. If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love, even as I kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. This is my commandment, that ye love one another as I have loved you. And then listen to what verse number 13 says. He said, Greater love have no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. That's what we call sacrificial love. Does that make sense this morning? Sacrificial love, what sacrifice mean? You give up something. That's what a sacrifice means. So Jesus said, I'm, I'm willing to give my life because I love you. I'm willing to give my life for you. And he will lay down his life for his friends. That's what you call love. That even I will give my life for you because I simply love you. Because you're worth dying for. You're worth saving for. You thought I was worth saving, so you came and changed my life. That's what Jesus did. He came and changed our lives. Hallelujah to God. Because he is the life giver. He's the life saver. Hallelujah. Praise God. Jesus loved us so much that he laid down his life. He gave his earthly life just for us. He was the ultimate sacrifice for our sins so that when we have sinned, when we have failed God, we can ask God to forgive us. We can ask God to cleanse us with his blood so that we are made clean and we are made pure. Hallelujah to God. I like what Paul said in Hebrews chapter 9. He tells us about the service that was in the Old Testament in the tabernacle, which you can read about in Exodus and Leviticus. Paul wrote how the high, the priest went into the first tabernacle, but the second, which was the Holy of Holies. And that's when the high priest will only enter once a year. Hallelujah to God. The priest will offer sacrifices uh, of goats and calves and etc. And they'll be offering offerings like uh, you can read in the Old Testament. And there's a bunch of them too. We have to study those out because some of them just, they mix my mind. But you read about the burnt offering. You read about the sin offering. You read about the trespass offering. You read about the heave offering. You read about whatever type of offering they had. There's a lot. But we don't have to do that in today's church because we're not in the old covenant no more. But we're in the new covenant because he was the offering. He was the offering. Hallelujah to God. He was the offering. As the blood signified cleansing in the Old Testament, 
The blood of Jesus signifies cleansing in the New Testament. Hallelujah to God. Thank God for the blood of the Lamb. Hallelujah. He was a lamb slaughter. Hallelujah to God. Woo. Praise God. I like what Paul said. Here's another type. God's love is inseparable. He, uh, Romans chapter 8, verse number 35. Listen to what Paul told the Roman church. He said, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. <laughs> for I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor death nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Hallelujah to God. So let me just kind of give you a better understanding of what some of those words mean so you kind of get a better understanding of the scripture what Paul was saying. Hallelujah. So inseparable, separated, it means separated or truly separately. Uh, tribulation, it means it's a great trouble or suffering. Uh, distress is extreme anxiety, sorrow or pain. Persecution was hostility and ill treatment, unfriendly bitterness. Oppression is another word for it. And famine, which of course we read about that in the Old Testament, is the short shortage of supply. And peril means serious or immediate danger. Hallelujah. Let me tell somebody this morning, we cannot let anything separate us from the love of God. But not just the love of God, but we don't need nothing to separate us from God, period. I don't want to separate from Him. Even though we may have failed to, and we may have separated ourselves from Him, but He never separates from us. Because as I already said earlier, He's married to the backside. He's married to us. Hallelujah. He is the bridegroom, and we are the bride. We are the church. Hallelujah to God. And we cannot let any person, we cannot let any obstacle, we cannot let any situation separate us, hallelujah, from the love of God. Because he never leaves us or forsakes us. Praise God. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse number 14. Listen to what Paul had told the Corinthian church. This is when God's love is constraining. For the love of Christ constraineth us. Because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead. And when I look that word up, it means compel or force someone to follow a particular course of action. So the love of God compels us. The love of God compels us. Hallelujah. God's love in Galatians chapter 2, verse number 20. Listen to what Paul told the Galatian church. He said, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. That's why you also call sacrificial love. Because he said, I'm willing to die because I love you. I'm willing to die because I love you. He, and Paul told the same to the Ephesian church. He said in Ephesians 5 and 2, he said, And walk in love as Christ has also loved us 
and have given himself for us an offering <laughs> and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. That's what happened in the Old Testament when they offered up those animals as a savior. Now, that's Old Testament. We don't do that. But in the Old Testament, they did that. And that when that offering was sent up into heaven, it was a sweet-smelling savor unto God. But when Jesus died here and gave himself as an offering and a sacrifice, it was a sweet-smelling sweet savor. Hallelujah. God's love here, one more I'd like to share with you. God's love is manifested by his death. And the epistle John wrote about that one. Listen to what it says here. And let me tell you what manifest means. It means to display or show a quality or feeling by one's act or appearance demonstrate. So listen to what John said. He said, Hereby perceive ye the love of God, because he laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. We should have love for each other. We should love one another. It's important that the love of God is always in the church. It's even more important that God himself is in the church. Because if God ain't here, we're wasting our time. We really are. If God wasn't here, Brother John and Sister Melly wouldn't drive two hours to get here. Brother Kevin and Sister Nikki and then wouldn't drive two hours. Sister Charlotte, Sister Sammy wouldn't drive over an hour or so. Sister Kathy wouldn't even drive over an hour from Bristol. If God wasn't here, they just wasted their gas. But I'm glad to know that God is here. This is God's church. If it wasn't God's church, these doors be shut. It would not even been in existence 40, almost 44 years ago. But I'm glad to be part of God's church. Because Jesus said, upon this rock, I will build my church. Not my church, not your church, but his church. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. The devil can throw every dart he wants to. But he won't prevail. He won't prevail. Matter of fact, he's going to fail. F-A-I-L. Praise God. God wants love to be an action in the church. It's throughout the Old Testament. It's throughout the New Testament. You can read about love. You can read the book of Psalms, Solomon, known as the love book. But I don't think that's the only love book in the Bible. I really don't. I think 1 John is another love book. 1 John chapter 4. Let's read a little bit, can we? 1 John chapter 4, verse number 7. I, I apologize that the font is a little bit too small. I just copy and paste it, and I was tired, okay? Praise God. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth, knoweth, loveth not, knoweth not God, for God is love. And this was manifested, this played, the love of God towards us, because that God sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him wherein is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us, and sent his Son to be the participation of of our sins, which means win or regain the favor by doing something that pleases them. Hallelujah to God. Beloved, if God so love us, we ought also love one another. <laughs> no man have seen God at any time. We haven't seen him. We've never seen Jesus. Have you ever thought about that? We have never seen Jesus. 
But we come here to worship him, but we've never even met him. We've never even seen him. But we come here because we know he's God. We know he's God. We can definitely feel his spirit. That's what's called the Holy Ghost. That's the spirit of Christ. And the Bible says if you don't have his spirit, you're none of his. And it's important. That's why we preach so hard that you got to have the Holy Ghost. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, baby, we'll pray you through it. If it takes five hours, we'll pray you through it. Because it's important that you have the Spirit of God. Because if you don't have it, I don't think you're going to make it over. Because we got to have Him in our hearts. we got to have Him. Hallelujah to God. And listen to what verse number 19 said. It says, we loved Him because He first <laughs> loved us. We didn't love Him first, but He loved us first. Wow. And the Bible says, if any man say, I love God and hate of his brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen, <laughs> how can he love God whom he hath not seen? And this commandment have we loved from him that he who loveth God love his brother also. Man, that's just, wow. Hallelujah to God. So I can say that I love God, but I don't love Brother Eddie. Or maybe I'll tell him I love Brother Eddie, but down deep in my heart, I don't wish I do love you, okay? Hallelujah. But if I was saying that to him, but I said I love God, who I'm not saying by hate of him, I'm a liar. That's what John said. I'm a L-I-A-R, heading to a lake of F-I-R-E. It's important that we have the love of God. It's important that the love of God is in action. That's why Paul said that the first fruit of the Spirit was love. Because he saw it was important for the church to have the fruit of the Spirit, love. Paul saw it so necessary that he said, you got to have the fruit of the Spirit. you got to have love. Hallelujah. Because if you don't have love, I don't know what you are, really. Hallelujah. Because the Bible says... That if you love the world, the love of the Father is not even in you. You can't love God and then go out here and love the world for a few hours and come back. That's just not how it works. That's not how it works. You got to have a sincere, made-up mind. You can't be a wishy-washy mind, but you got to have a made-up mind. That we're going to love God till we die. We're going to serve God till we die. Hallelujah to God. Woo! And it's important not only to have the love of God in the church, but it's also important to love one another. Because you may have a sinner, you may have a backslider, a saint of God that's struggling, that walks through the door, and they don't feel the love of God, I'm scared. I'll be scared. Because they may be fighting something really hard. And coming to a place where there's supposed to be hope, a place that's supposed to be peace, a place that should be faith, faith that can even move a mountain. Hallelujah, or a faith that can be as small as a grain of a mustard seed. And they're supposed to come into a place like that. But then they hear somebody, and I'm not saying they all do it here, trust me. I'm just preaching and teaching. Hallelujah. But they feel they hear somebody talking about depression, or they hear somebody talking about anxiety, or they hear somebody talking about their issues or their problems, or blah, 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 blah. I wonder how they feel. I wonder how they will feel if they walk through that. When they walk through the door, I'll tell you what they should hear. I'll tell you what they should hear. You know, I may be finding troubles, but if it had not been for the Lord, who was on my side, where in the world will we be? Praise God. Because the love of God covereth. It covereth. 
not just part, not just half, not just three-fourths or uh, eight-nights or whatever, but it says it covers a whole multitude of sin. Hallelujah to God. That's why it's important that we have love for one another. Because remember what God did for you. Remember what God did for you. Hallelujah. So when you see somebody, just like Sister Savannah, she testifies suicide. Imagine somebody else that walks in that's fighting suicide. We want them to feel that love and say, hey, you don't have to go down that route. You don't have to go down that route. Because there was a man that laid down his life just for you. But he was more than just a man. He was God Almighty, manifest in the flesh. Hallelujah. Justified in the spirit. Praise the name of God. This is so good this morning. I want to read one more chapter to you. And the next time I teach, whenever that will be, unless pastor wants to take over, he can let her fly. I don't care. Hallelujah to God. But we'll get into faith the next time because it's important to have faith. Hallelujah. Well, actually, joy. I think faith should be a fruit of the Spirit, if you want my honest opinion. <laughs> Amen. I keep saying faith, but it's joy. Actually, we're going to talk about faith. We're going to just add that one to it. Paul allowed me to put the 10th fruit of the Spirit will be faith, okay? Praise God. Actually, I take that back. There it is. Well, Paul saw that, okay? I don't know where my mind's at. Praise God. It's in the house of God. Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Let's read what Paul told the Corinthian church, okay? Amen. This is a very good well chapter right here that I believe we can kind of sum up. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse number 1. Listen to what Paul said. He said, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity, I am become a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. Now charity here is not talking about an a organization that's trying to have a fundraise. That's not what Paul was talking about, okay? Hallelujah. And though I have I give the prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not charity, I'm nothing. That's strong. That's strong. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I may give my body to be burned and have not charity, it probably means nothing. Charity suffereth long in its kind. Charity envieth not. I said it. Charity faunteth not itself. It's not puffed up. Doeth not behave itself assembly. Seeketh not her own. It's not easily provoked. Thinketh no evil. Hallelujah. Paul said, Rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth. Beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Charity never faileth, but whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. When I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know even also I am known. And now about a faith, hope, charity, these three, but the greatest of these is charity. And charity, which means kindness, tolerance, and judging others. So we got to have kindness to one another. We got to have charity, as Paul said, to one another. Because if we don't have it, we may give a million dollars to something, but we don't have love, we don't have kindness, we're nothing. 
That's basically what Paul's saying. Does that make sense this morning? Does that make sense? Hallelujah to God. That's why it's important that because the scripture says you may speak it, but your heart's far from it. I don't want to be that way. When I speak, I want my heart to be in it. I want my heart to be in it. So when you show the love of God, just don't speak it from your mouth, but your heart is far from it, but speak it from your heart. And say, you know what? God loves you. Don't say it because you just know it. Say it because you do do know it. Does that make sense? I, I heard one singer said, there's a lot of people, they know the Lord, but there's a lot of people, they don't know about the Lord. That's kind of how I like to put it that way this morning. We may know the love of God, but do we know about the love of God? Do we, we may know love, but do we know about the love? It's important that the love of God is always in action in the church. Because when you have a sinner or a backslider or a saint of God that's struggling with their walk with God, they just need that love. They just need that love. They just need that love. Because when they feel that, they're going to feel something. When they can, it's more than that, but they not only your love, but if they feel the love of God, whoo, just imagine, as I've already said, a cover. I want the Lord to cover me, Brother Max. I want the Lord to cover me with his love. I want him to cover me with his joy. I want him to cover me with his peace. I want him to cover me with his long suffering and gentleness and goodness and faith. I want to be covered in it. And that I can express it in the way I walk. I can express it in the way I talk. I can express it in the way I act. And I can express it in my attitude. I can express it in my emotions. A lot of people pay attention to that. They point us out because how we appear. So when they see how you appear, you want to be able to express how you appear. You also show from the inside. Now you can show the outside, which is called holiness. But not just holiness on the outside, but holiness on the inside. And if, if you don't have, I, a lot of people says, well, I don't know how to be holy. Well, here's your first one, Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Because I can't make you be holy. No way. If I do, I'm out of order. I'm out of place if I make you holy. But only the Holy Ghost will make you holy on the inside and make you holy on the outside. Amen. Praise God. But it's important that we have the love of God in action at all times. That when we create an atmosphere of worship, there ought to be an atmosphere of love. Amen. An atmosphere of love of the God. Hallelujah to God. Anybody got any questions? I love you too, sweetheart. Anybody got any questions? If you do, please don't feel, don't feel bothered. Or if you want to be private to pastor, go to him first, not me. Go to him first. He's the pastor. Amen. I'm putting him in front, but he's the pastor. I'm not the pastor. Amen. That's not my place. Hallelujah to God. Praise God. But the next time I, I teach, we'll go into joy. That's going to be a fun one. Praise God. going to be a fun one. Praise God. Well, let's lift our hands and let's thank God for his word today. Can we do it? Lord, thank you for your word today. God, we love you, we praise you, we glorify you. Lord, help us to have the love. Help us to have your love. Lord, because you first loved us. Lord God, that you lay down your life just because you loved me. When I'm not even worthy of it, I should be worthy of death. I should deserve death. But you went to that cross just simply because you loved me. 
Oh, God, let us have love for one another. Let us have love in the church. Let us have love before this world, even though we're not of this world. <coughs> let us have love for the people in this world. Lord, for what you've done in our lives, you can do in their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you this morning. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Amen.